0: As we come to this second uh, worship service in our new series, Longing to Belong, we're looking at the first of our vows of membership, of belonging to this place, and it is a vow to uphold the church with our prayers. Our text is from Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 18 through 20. Let us stand together as we hear these words of Scripture together. Pray in the Spirit at all times in every prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. Pray also for me so that when I speak, a message may be given to me to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. For which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it boldly as I must speak. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Well, Daniel and I hit the road uh, this week preparing for the sermon. Went around and asked a few of of our uh, church members uh, a question. What uh, does it mean to you to uphold the church by your prayers? Let's take a look. Well, I'm so glad that you let us come by and ask you this question. What does it mean to you to say, I uphold the church with my prayers? Well, to me, it means that I think outside of myself and that I try to think of others and their needs and, and keep those in my thoughts while I'm praying um, so that others may be blessed and we always pray at night um and ask jesus to help
1: us to be more like him and to love each other um and so that's that's what comes to mind for me
0: well we we pray every day and we talk to god basically and we talk about our joys and sorrows and if we're in trouble we would tell them tell him that and if we need his help, we tell him that. And uh, as we um, uh, come across a problem or issue during the day, we'll say, "Let's take that to God today, and let Him take care of it."
1: For me, I think prayers are about thoughts, um, and it's it's keeping people in my heart and in my
0: thoughts throughout the day. For me, it's it's more about you know quiet meditation and you know thinking about you know the people around you and, and enjoying the 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 presence of what's around uh in you know it's 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 a private conversation with god
1: okay for me praying for the church is like grow together in uh in christ and uh as i know our body is a temple of christ and we need to keep it clean so that's how when we go to the church, we love Sun Creek so much, we feel that we are cleansed and that's why we had been praying that whosoever comes there should be cleansed by the prayer and the Holy Spirit of Christ. Amen.
0: Hi, prayer for me, for church is like being together, praying for people and following the God and be a good human being. That's what I love about church. I just support the church support the church in every way, because it it keeps me closer to God. Prayer is something that is so central to our life as people of faith, and yet prayer is something that is very challenging to talk about or to explain, and sometimes, if we're honest, praying is something that's challenging to do, isn't it? Sometimes we can't find the words. Sometimes we can't still our minds. Sometimes we can't catch our breath because of our anger or our frustration or our brokenheartedness. Or as that great theologian Willie Nelson wrote, Dear Lord, I've been too sick to pray. We worry that we'll get prayer wrong, that we won't do it right, that somehow we'll upset God, or that we'll embarrass ourselves. And nobody wants to feel like Greg R.N. and meet the parents. Greg, would you like to say Grace? Oh, uh, well,
1: uh, Greg's Jewish dad, you know. You're telling me? Jews don't pray, honey. Unless you have some objection. No, 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 no. I'd love to. Pam, come on. It's not like I'm a rabbi or something. I said grace in many a dinner table. It's... Oh. Dear God. Thank you. You are such a good God to us, a kind and gentle and accommodating God. And we thank you, O sweet, sweet Lord of hosts, for the smorgasbord you have so aptly lain at our table this day and each day by day. Day by day by day. Oh, dear Lord, three things we pray. To love thee more dearly. To see thee more clearly. To follow thee more nearly. Day by day. By day. Amen. Amen. Oh, Greg, that was lovely.
0: Thank you, Greg. That was interesting, too. But the call to a lifestyle of prayer is a call to leave behind all of our concerns and our fears and our awkwardness around prayer and experience our faith and our life in a totally different way altogether. St. Teresa of Avila says that for prayer is nothing else than being on terms of friendship with God. Prayer is nothing else than being on terms of friendship with God. Isn't that beautiful? What a beautiful way to live our life. You have heard me uh, often speak of my mama, and my mama was someone who lived a lifestyle of prayer, I've shared with some of you the story of the phone call I received in the 1980s, and she was very excited, and she asked me if I remembered a certain man at the church. I said, yeah, I think, uh, the church I grew up in, I said, yes, I, I think I do, He goes, "He was married to so-and-so who's my friend in my Sunday school class, and she's in my prayer circle. I said, oh, yeah, I know, I know who you're talking about. She says, he made a profession of faith today and was baptized at church. I said, that's great. And she kept talking and talking. The more she talked, the more excited she became. And finally, I said something about it, kind of jokingly to her. And she said, no, Barry Earl, you don't understand. I've been praying for him since 1947. 1947. My mother also had a child who, when they got out of high school, left the church and left the faith uh, Till they were well into their 40s. When they returned, uh, they returned full force. They teach disciple Bible study, lead worship, lay preacher, uh, represent the church at annual conference. They're even on their bishop's uh, cell phone contact list. They're all in again. And when that happened, my mother and I were talking on the phone, celebrating that good news, and she says, you know, I prayed for them every day for these past 30 years, that they would come back to faith and come back to the church. I have to admit, I will never live up to my mama's lifestyle of prayer but the beautiful thing is God invites me to find my own lifestyle of prayer and God invites you to find a lifestyle of prayer and a lifestyle of prayer is a steady life and a persevering life and a hopeful life and a confident life that's what I learned the most from my mother About prayer. My mother was just as confident praying for her friend's husband in 1985 as she was in 1947. She was just as hopeful in praying for her child in the 2000s as she was in the 1970s. That lifestyle of prayer is steady and persevering and hopeful. And confident. In our text from the letter to the Christians in Ephesus the writer describes a lifestyle of prayer like this pray in the Spirit at all times. To pray in the Spirit means that we have trust that the Holy Spirit is with us and that the Holy Spirit, is within us and that it is the Holy Spirit that brings to mind the things for which we are to pray. And it is the Holy Spirit that brings to our heart the people for whom we are to pray. Mother Teresa said, prayer is not asking. Prayer is putting oneself in the hands of God at His disposition And listening to his voice in the depths of our hearts. That for me is what it means to pray in the spirit at all times. What should we pray for? Follow the spirit's leading all the time. We don't have to stop what we're doing to pray. We don't have to wait until our quiet time to pray. We don't have to wait till Sunday to pray. When the Spirit brings a situation to our mind, when the Holy Spirit brings the face of a person into our heart, we turn that moment into our prayer. The scriptures, like in this text from Ephesians, often uses these words close together, prayer and supplications. They're both words for prayer, and it seems to me in the scriptures that the difference between those two types of prayer is prayer is when we come to God and we offer up praise and joy And we just revel in God's love in our life and God's presence in our life. Supplication means to plead humbly. When our prayer takes the form of a request. When we're asking God to act. When we open our heart and get vulnerable with God and ask for God to do something for us that we can never do for ourselves, it's a supplication. Both are prayers. And both prayers and supplications remind us that a life that is truly a lifestyle of prayer is marked by this fact. Our first thought in every situation, is an awareness of God and an awareness of God's spirit with us. The writer goes on to say, a lifestyle of prayer is marked by keeping alert. I love that phrase. Keep alert. Stay awake. Pay attention. It's a call to pay attention, to to keep alert to God. To keep alert to what's going on in our own minds and in our own hearts. It's a call to keep alert to the needs of the people around us. It's a call to keep alert to this world that God loves so much that Jesus came. We stay alert with our ears and with our eyes and with our hearts. And this leads to this life of persevering prayer because every moment of every day becomes a call to prayer. A call to center our life in prayer. Again, Mother Teresa says, May God break my heart so completely that the whole world falls in. A lifestyle of prayer changes us. A lifestyle of prayer changes how we see ourselves. A lifestyle of prayer changes how we see each other. A lifestyle of prayer changes how we look at the world. That's why I have so much trouble with people who love to tell you how great of Christians they are. And they have nothing to offer anyone but arrogance and hate and disrespect. A lifestyle of prayer cannot end up in that place. Because a lifestyle of prayer changes us into people who love the world the way God loves the world. Sometimes our prayers are words. Sometimes our prayers are made up of silence. Sometimes our prayers are tears. Sometimes our prayers are laughter. And a life style of prayer brings all this together and leads us to the place that our prayers also become acts of compassion and acts of service. We started this sermon by asking some folks the question, what does it mean to you to uphold the church by your prayers? And as I've thought about this and reflected on it, I thought of some ways that we can pray, some prayers we can have, for our church that will help us develop a lifestyle of prayer that upholds our church. And I want to share those with you. The first one is, pray regular prayers of gratitude for your church. Think of someone in your church that has been a blessing to your life. Think of some time when the church made a difference for you. Over the years of my ministry, I could never add up the number of times people have said to me in difficult situations, whether in my study, praying together in the hospital, in a cemetery, could never count the times people look and say, I don't know how people do this without belonging to a community of faith. It's hard enough when you do. So we should be mindful and grateful for the church. The second prayer you might want to pray as a discipline of a lifestyle of prayer is to pray about the role and the ministry that you bring by belonging to the church. Last week we talked about how we are living stones that God fits together just so. It's not the same if we're not all in our place. It matters. So pray about what you bring by belonging and pray that God affirm you in your ministry or lead you to another place of ministry and service that will give you joy and passion in your life. Third, pray for your church leaders, your staff, and your clergy. Pray that we might have wisdom and insight and courage. And most of all, pray that we will always, in every situation, put the church first. Fourth is pray for the church to be alive in the Spirit. When people encounter us, whether it's all together in this room or whether it's in our workplace in our neighborhoods, in our small groups, because we are the church. Pray that whenever people encounter us as the church, they sense the joy and the dynamic power of the Spirit in our life. Pray that they see in us the very place that they're longing to belong to. And let them know they have a place here. Pray that the church fulfill its mission. As United Methodist Christians, our overarching mission is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And in Sun Creek Church, our mission is living, serving, and growing in Jesus Christ to change lives and the world. Pray that in everything we do, we have an eye to that mission. And that God use everything we do to change lives, and the world. I think it's good to pray for the church's reputation in the community. People long to be a part of a group or an organization or a community that lifts up the highest ideals and the highest virtues of what it means to be human beings together. And pray that when people who live around us and Allen and Plano and McKinney and Frisco and Dallas and Richardson, all the other places we are as the church. Pray that when they think of us, they think of love and compassion and a warm welcome. The best affirmation I ever heard was uh, at a church that I served years ago in Louisiana and we were having a big uh, campaign and we were having community groups and uh, someone shared that we were talking to our neighbor about the church and inviting them to come to church and they said what's the name of that church again you go to and they said uh, Asbury and that person said oh yeah that's that church where Jesus is and their eyes were filled with tears They said they never understood the power of the reputation of the church before that moment. I think it's good in these troubled times that we pray that we be united in our diversity. Our strength is all our spots don't match. And it's not our goal at Sun Creek for everybody's spots to match. We love who we are and we love who you are. And we have the opportunity to model to the world a totally different way of being together and living than they see anywhere else. We need to pray that we show the way, a way that looks like the kingdom of God, not a way that looks like the world. And then last, I would just say, pray that in your church, in our church, love always prevails. If God is love, which we say God is, it's in the the book. (laughs) If God is love, then our highest value and our highest ideal has to be love. Above anything else. I'm like anyone else. I have a lot of opinions. I've got opinions on everything. But through my years of studying the scriptures. And my years of studying theology. And my years of being a pastor. I can tell you. I don't believe anything any stronger than I believe this. God demands of us. That we live in love love for each other, love for God love for the world and everything else we look at has to be seen through that lens everything else has to hold up to that test pray that love always prevails you know if we're mindful of these things when we pray about our church. We will truly be upholding the church in our prayers. We will be blessed in that lifestyle of prayer. The church will be blessed in that lifestyle of prayer. The world will be blessed in that lifestyle of prayer. And we will know the wonderful joy that comes from blessing the very heart of God. May it be so. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.